Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the IndieCast 61 Indies podcast, all about the rad happenings within the indie gaming scene. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Townjo, and tonight I'm joined by Point in Progress's own Mario Rivera. Mario, hello. Hello. How's it going? How you, how you doing there? I'm doing okay. You know, it's it's going to be a chill <laughs> two-boy episode. You know what I'm saying? No, 100%. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm trying to be quiet because I'm trying to just sound like I'm from NPR, so I'm just trying to do my best here. <laughs> It's fine. Yeah, Mario's a little crunchy tonight. We don't know why, but it's all right. He <laughs> hopped on literally 20 minutes ago after I put a call out on Twitter, and I appreciate him for that. <laughs> yeah. This is the first time we're doing a show since E3, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the- How are you? Have you recovered yet? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've definitely recovered. I've newfound. I have newfound energy. Uh, I've new Jesus flowing for new ideas. Everything. Everything's been good. Uh, you know, since you keep tweeting the same photo of me, <laughs> the weird eye. Yeah, I've definitely. <laughs> the- that's right. The, the the clockwork orange face that I'm making, I am of course uh, repaired. I'm a nude man. Uh, I'm pretty solid, so I'm ready to go. Talk some indie games. Yeah. Let's talk about indie games. Yeah. Speaking of indie games, this is the IndieCast, Six One Indies podcast, all about the indie games. We usually record this live on Twitch every other Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern, alternating with our Pizza Shop Chill Out podcast, Dollar Slice. If you can't catch the shows live, no worries. They hit all major podcast services the following Monday morning. While you're listening to those on the podcast services, I totally messed this up because I didn't write it down. <laughs> uh, rate, review, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. rate, review, or subscribe, share with your friends, all that stuff. We don't have to do the rig and roll tonight. It's vibe boy, chill out night tonight for the indie games. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, housekeeping. Uh, we are currently planning for year two of six one indie. Uh, if you go to at six one indie on Twitter, check out the pinned tweet. We have a survey up on there. Just looking for any feedback that you may have about content, writing, anything you would like to see, uh, what you would like to see out of a Patreon. Hint, hint. Um, so yeah, we're currently planning for year two. Uh, our anniversary is November or something. I have to look up the date for that. <laughs> um, so yeah, go check that out if you got a chance. Much appreciated. Uh, but with all that being said, let's talk about some indie games. Been playing a lot lately. Uh, the two biggies that me and Mario have been playing are 12 Minutes and Boyfriend Dungeon. That's right. Mario, which would you like to talk about first? I'll, I'll let you choose. I think uh, the less controversial one uh, <laughs> of the week, I'm going to go with Boyfriend Dungeon first. Let's talk about Boyfriend Dungeon. Sure. Let's talk about Boyfriend Dungeon. Yeah. So you reviewed it for Point in Progress, correct? Yeah, I took it upon myself. Uh, obviously, we work pretty closely with uh, Pop Agenda, and Pop Agenda provided us with the code. So I got on the head, divulged into the world of verona beach and uh yeah i uh had a very very pleasant time with boyfriend dungeon that's for sure me too i think if i may be so bold mm-hmm. one of my favorite games of the year no i can say that uh something is for myself as well you know i, I gave it uh, a 3.5 out of 5 and i think the reason it's seemingly low but still i think a decent score is because while as an experience, it's pretty well crafted and well well executed. I think there's just a lot of stuff I wish was that was there at launch and added to it because it is a very short experience for what you get. You get very much a dungeon crawler mixed with a dating simulator, but there's only yep. so many options and so many things you can do in it. And I was hoping for a little bit more, and that's why I felt like the, in terms of content wise, I I just wanted the, the game to flesh itself out a little bit more. But what they actually do provide, I think, is actually pretty solid. Yeah. So as Mario said, yeah, it's a dungeon crawler mixed with a dating sim. And typically 
dungeon crawler sure i'm not really a dating sim person sure um so i was always interested in boyfriend dungeon because it's been one of these games that's been in the ether forever now it's like up there with like tunic and stuff like that in yeah. 12 minutes um so i was always interested in it by thought like man i have a feeling i'm not gonna gel with this and i'm pretty bummed about that i thought that going into it because i popped into it on a uh, game pass um because we gave our <laughs> pop agenda code away to a uh, community member um <laughs> I got permission for that. Don't yell at me, Jen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but going into it, I think just the characters themselves and just the dialogue writing is fantastic. They are all for like this fantasy interpretation of like a Venice beach area. Yeah. Um, it felt so grounded and real and authentic to what those characters were trying to be. Um, and the dungeon crawling aspects itself, I thought I couldn't get enough of the actual like dungeon crawling. I thought the gameplay loop was highly addictive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, do I wish there was more of it? Of course. I yeah. when I wanted like there is a point of no return in the game. When I wanted more, I just ended up maxing out all the love for all the characters. Yeah, me too. Um, and that little bit of a grind felt so great. Granted, at that point of the game, it gets like incredibly easy to do that because you're just yes. destroying cell phones and shit um <laughs> but yeah man i had such a good time uh who was your person of choice uh so I, it, it bounced back between i believe it was um seven and uh valerie the the lightsaber and the the daggers uh but for some reason i fo- sort of fell for this sort of banksy life that valerie was kind of you know, where she's like hell yeah dude international like graffiti artist that you know did some uh did some uh some crimes at the at the louvre <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know is on the run and has that sort of reputation and uh there was just something about her specifically that i i uh attached to the most. So when I made the, the final choice or that, you know, the choice at the end that you pick somebody to go with you, uh, that was the one that I was specifically, it was like, this is the one I feel like if I would end the game, it would be with this person. Um, yeah, yeah. I, um, I also went with her. Uh, she was the person I've maxed out first. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I loved her vibe. I loved her style mm-hmm. when she admitted that she was a Banksy motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Homie for life. <laughs> Let's go. Amazing. Not, not a massive um, fan of Jake, whoever the, that scummy bastard that constantly kept showing up. who didn't look like her vibe whatsoever, no. but like very. Yeah. Yeah. Like again, this is, I don't mean for this to sound the way it's going to sound very homeless looking. Yeah. And oh uh, yeah, just like very ratty, sketchy yeah. motherfucker. I don't believe that she was in this like thruple uh, relationship with mm. Jake and this other woman. Yeah, exactly. I wish we saw the other woman. Yes, but, which okay. I think is cut DLC or something because there has to be. Oh, is it? There's a what? Because so I so I went to the Wikipedia because I was actually very interested in the world that they're building in the Kickstarter. And there's a character that you meet that is not in the game for the last half. He just sort of shows up and then disappears. You know, at the at the barbecue. That dude. Yeah, yeah. He he's a character that apparently people were like preparing for to be an actual character. So oh. that, when I was researching and I saw that, I saw another person too. There was another woman. So I'm very curious if that ends up being that Maybe character. It's her. But that'd be that'd be interesting, but you're right. We don't see them in the story. So that's right, the, we don't see them at all. That's what I'm saying. I'm hoping that there's a lot of stuff that they could expand in the world. And it's not and honestly, it's as basic as it gets. It's here's a still image, 
Here's some words. You pick dialogue choices. You move on to the next point. You level up your sword. There's only, yeah. you know, six levels to your swords. And then that's pretty much the end of the dating, you know? So when it yeah. came to like actual, like expanding upon that, I wish that there was uh, more abilities that you could morph or change. But again, smaller title, you know, for the fact that I got the experience that I got, that I can't complain, but I'm always excited for more, you know? Um, same thing with the dungeons. The fact that there was only, you know, I don't want to spoil how many dungeons, but it's not a lot. <laughs> a limited amount. Very little. Yeah. <laughs> A very limited amount. <laughs> so once it, initially I thought it was just one. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, okay, I guess we're just going to be here for forever, I guess. But then I, it's funny because you start hearing in the dialogue. It's like, oh, you're leaving soon. And I'm like, wait, I am. <laughs> and I barely just got like, to oh, the shit, second dungeon. It? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's in that aspect. I really wish there was just more because I feel like when it comes to like, even though I say the problem that people have with this game, and I guess we could talk about that specific person. We can. Yeah. Uh, Eric, you fucking suck. And I said this in my review. Eric, the character fucking sucks. Please don't attack the fucking voice exactly. actor, which is, has been happening. It's awful. The so, fuck. yeah. I'm curious to hear your take on this. I'm so obviously there has been some discourse online about how this game, you know, I guess handles like stalking and like yeah. being a fucking creep, all that kind of stuff. I thought the game handled it well, in my opinion. Yes, I agree as well. I, Especially, I'm somebody who has dealt with that personally in the past, mm. and I thought it, it was handled pretty greatly. Especially how Eric turns out at the end. Yeah, and it's sort of there. There is a bit of growth. Well, again, no spoilers or anything here, but like there is like that bit of growth and like self reflectiveness, and I don't know. And like I, I like that you do have the choice to be like, "Yo, back the fuck off!" Like yeah. it, it's not like you know you could take it as you want. And yeah, I thought it was good yeah from jump you can actually constantly just say hey go away like you're a creep you're yeah. awful the whole time and then the only thing is the character never goes away at that point like he does keep right. showing up and i think that having the game maybe give you an option where he could go go away but to be fair though that is sure. literally the plot of the game the plot isn't reflecting yeah what his inner uh inner <sighs> The things that he does that leads you to go through the plot and all the, the, the actual plot of finding your dates actually also reflects around that, too. So, yeah, yeah, it's he's almost essential. And I can understand how that could possibly tick somebody off. Um, but yeah, I do think that the game at, at its core, though, I think it handles you know that story pretty well. And honestly, games probably should tell these stories uh, if, yeah, if we're going to experience it in real life. I mean. In your media, you know, people try to um, distance themselves or at least try to escape inside something. But sometimes a game like this, which I feel like a game, uh, you know, even though there's some mild uh, sexual innuendo stuff, I think, honestly, you know, teenagers can play this game and they could probably learn from this to not be yeah. this type of person. Like, yeah, I mean, this game is thirsty as all it's fuck. It's thirsty as fuck. Yes. <laughs> but it's not like what is this rated? Is this rated T? I honestly can't tell you. I don't even remember. Cause it wasn't like there's that swear. <laughs> there's not swear words in it. And they kind of like dance around yeah. stuff, but yeah. yeah, it's very like tongue in cheek with its thirst. I mean, it's very, it's, I mean, it's very, yeah, but it's very, yeah, <laughs> I grant you, you, you but, spoilers, you fuck swords at some point. Yeah. But it's, but you don't see it. It's no different <laughs> than like, say like a CW show or like a, uh, yeah, you know, exactly. Like Freeform or whatever. So in that, in that sense, it's very tasteful and sometimes very tasty. <laughs> But otherwise, <laughs> tasteful and tasty. Yeah. But uh, the other aspects that I also liked about it, like the way that they combine the world of like how like a um, 
a dungeon crawling game of like, you know, like, like monsters and stuff like that. But it's not monsters in the traditional sense, even though you can see them in like a, a nice little hidden arrow, which is hilarious. But uh, yeah. the fact that they are um, sort of manifestations of your uh, interferes and how they represent right. them as in like old technology about change. And I thought that was really, really cute, really cool. And then how yeah. they do that in other dungeons as well. So for the way that they took the creativity there and not give you the same old monsters, even though they're similar to monsters that you probably would find in a dungeon crawler, I found that fun. And the fact that the yeah, abilities for the swords too, I think the way that they evolve going forward, like that's why I picked uh, uh, Valerie or Valera. I can never say her name correctly. I think it's Valeria. Valeria, I'm sorry. Valeria, yeah. uh, when you level them up at a certain point, you can start doing rolls and still do damage to people. Like, I thought that was a lot of yeah. fun, you know? So, yeah, I do love how the dating sim elements tie directly into the combat as well. Like, yeah, as you progressively, like, up your love rank, that unlocks new abilities. Like, um, I forgot, I forgot the dude, the first dude Isaac? you sort of meet. Yeah. Not Isaac, the second dude. Uh, Sunder? Sunder, yeah. The, va- the blood, like, the blood guy, the blood guy. Yeah. I, you almost said it. I was trying yeah, to not I know, say I know, it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the blood ability, like uh, leveling that shit up is so, it, it just helps so much like later in the deeper um, levels of yes. like, later dungeons and man, it, like each, I love how varied each weapon feels mm-hmm. like, and it is tailored to your play style. No matter what I, the only one I didn't really vibe with was the spear. Oh, Halpert. Sawyer. Yeah. Sawyer. Yeah. Also as a person, didn't really vibe with them, but Hey, it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I've definitely met that person in college and again, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, I did like some aspects of that weapon only because it was something that you could throw at people and then you would like, sure. cast, cast yeah. back, which is a lot of fun. But yeah, I think, uh, like the, the weapon, this, the end weapon that I probably just for grinding stuff that was, uh, Rowan, the, the goth. Uh, just because the scythe was actually a yeah, lot of fun. And the scythe is great with that gravity pull stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh and, my God. And it reaches out so far too. So things like it's very so touching. good. Yeah. I think my favorite weapon ended up being, and I don't want to say who the character is because it is a fun spoiler. Yeah. Um, but the claws. Yeah. The claws are fun. So like going into the final dungeon where you like, which is not really a dungeon. It's just, you go in for the final boss fight. Yeah. And I didn't realize that. Um, I went in with the claws and I was like, cool. Yeah. I can swap out. I want to, like I knew Alex, I want to end this game with Valeria. I want to get that cutscene, but I chose the claws and I ended the game with the claws. And I didn't really get anything out of that final cutscene no. for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. which is a spoiler. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but the final, final cutscene where like, it's a compilation of everybody saying goodbye to you. At least I had something with Valeria, which is great. No, of course. Everybody else was friends, but Valeria was like, my girl yeah we'll talk we'll talk later after like like, that's the kind of conversation that i enjoyed so very much uh like i said i enjoyed my time with everybody the fact that uh if you do level up everybody uh you do get an achievement that just says polyamorous and i thought that was funny you know like yeah that's cool that's that's that's, just that sweet um yeah i almost 100 the game too i'm missing only like three achievements um just gotta just gotta beat that dang mini game that you can find in the uh that you can you can craft open Dude, hard on that? It's Fuck that. So hard. <laughs> I was struggling with easy at yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. So I, it, there's a. It's essentially kind of like a Mario Kart mini game. Yes. That's in the game, and man, it's just so hard. <laughs> it sucks. Yes. Uh, the idea of I'm it cool. somehow. <laughs> yeah, the idea of it very cool. I mean, it's very cool, but for an achievement, fuck that thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, but I I'm missing items. Yeah. I'm missing hats and stuff. Mm-hmm. I I cleared those fucking dungeons. Yep. 
No clue. Multiple times. Multiple times I've run through Multiple them. times. I've done all the the uh, crafting. Everything's done there. I'm just curious if there was like related to that too. I'm missing crafting also somehow. Oh, really? Okay. Interesting. Hmm. No idea. Yeah. If the game, if this game comes on PlayStation, I'll I'll probably double dip and sure <laughs> try to play it this thing. Yeah, like I said, it's um, not that much of a time commitment in my opinion. So yeah, you no, could definitely it was a fun weekend. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like honestly, I, uh, Lebster, hi Lebster, said this in chat. Uh, yeah, short experiences, my jam. Yeah, Hell yeah, definitely give it a shot. All about it. Yeah, not bad for uh, a game. Pass. Um, before we, yeah, also Game Pass. Come on. Yeah. Um. Before we move on, though, because um, it's going to sort of segue. Well, not really. Well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to not spoil things. Um, segueing back to the stalker elements with Eric. Um, what I do really love right off the bat from Boyfriend Dungeon is that there is a blatant content warning that yes. kind of lays everything out for you, which I fucking adore. Another thing I absolutely love is another option they give you. So the, uh, that content warning pops up and then a window pops up that says, uh, hey, there's a character named mom who is going to text you constantly. Do you want this or no? And you could turn it off. That is something I've never seen in a game before. Yeah. And something I highly fucking appreciate, uh, especially as somebody who has lost the parent. Um, I lost my father, not my mother. So I left that option on. But like if it was a character named dad texting me constantly and like saying the things that like the mom character was saying that again felt very grounded and realistic and kind of hit home i that would have not been fun and i definitely would have uh taken this game down a couple pegs for me um just because it's traumatizing shit hey real life um (laughs) so yeah i do very much appreciate that option being up like up in your face before you even start the game i uh, to go with that and i said this in the review uh i play the game as a non-binary character because i was just going in the motions of how i was feeling at the time and what i loved about even from the very beginning of the game all the way through you have the option to change literally every detail about yourself so that way you can yeah. be whoever you want to be find the items and the clothing that you want to uh to be, uh, to be the only different like stats that you get are the hats. Um, so depending on the hat you choose, obviously you get some good stuff, but otherwise you can be absolutely who you want to be in terms of pronouns, names, colors, everything. And I found that That's great, highly refreshing, especially in this dating sim, um, which I don't play yeah. a lot of. The only major one that I played was Hotful boyfriend because of the gimmick <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, that's about right, there was an episode of the podcast. I don't know. I forgot when, but like maybe a year ago at this point <laughs> that Matt uh, totally spoiled had full boyfriend for us and how fucked up that game actually is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That yeah, goes places. Um, uh, how, how was your, would you rock with your character? Like what did your character look like? Uh, so early on I was going for more of a sort of like a femme version of myself. Um, but then later on, you know, uh, you can also like change your name and stuff like that. And I found a a suit and I had this really nice hairstyle that's similar to what I have now. And so I was like, wait a minute, I could do a twin peaks Dale Cooper thing here. So I'm going to go ahead and just dress him as Dale (laughs) Cooper. So I changed my name to Cooper and yeah, so everyone, (laughs) so rocking around with that suit, just being like damn fine. And then the other thing is you can change your life. Uh, drink so you can actually change it from boba tea to coffee. So I set it to coffee and I'm like, this is perfect. Oh, I didn't realize you could change yeah, that. <laughs> you could change that and you could change the soda. So it's so the things you collect oh. in the app. So, uh, luckily, yeah. So I completed the whole look. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I was also rocking the suit, but uh, I had a purple mohawk and white glasses. <laughs> That's awesome. I was a suave punk boy. <laughs> what was your zine that you picked the most of? Um, I loved the uh, the like the dummy one where you could put a doppelganger yeah. to kind of distract them. Uh, but at the end, I think I started using the storm one a little bit. But like at that point, I was like pretty much done with the game. Yeah, I got to the point where I was so OP that like I barely even started using it. The only thing I was just like, you know, yeah. I'll use the there's a drone one you can do where he just shoots things. And I was like, all right, I'll just drop that randomly and then just go about my way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, the for me, at least like in the normal dungeons, the turret didn't really do anything because like the, the fucking enemies will move so quickly and the <laughs> bullet was so fucking slow. Yes. Like, what the fuck's the point of this? <laughs> but yeah, the only one I really, really used and really um took advantage of was the dummy one. Mm-hmm. Um, it helped like in a pinch, which was great. Yeah. Hello, Frank. How are you? <laughs> Play boyfriend dungeon, Frank. I know you won't. Frank, play Boyfriend Dungeon. On stream, let's go. Point of progress. You hear it yeah, here first. Dude. Come on. Um, shall we move on to the other game that we've been playing? Yeah, let's go ahead. So 12 minutes finally came out. Um, we will keep this as spoiler-free as possible. We might touch on some things, but we won't blatantly yeah. say anything if you agree with that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, if you do want a spoiler discussion, we just put up a spoiler cast on youtube.com slash six one indie. Uh, we actually just put that up today. It's myself, Harry and Austin who reviewed the game for us. Um, uh, it's about a half hour conversation, breaking down some shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> what'd you think of 12 minutes? <laughs> As someone who was anticipating this game for years, cause I've seen, uh, I think my first major exposure was, Hearing Greg Miller talk about it, but also seeing it on actually at the Xbox stage there in the room. So I actually yeah. in 2019, there was this trailer and I think that's the first reveal of the voice cast, if I'm not mistaken. And it was me and Frank. We we're both sitting there in the front row of E3 and I see this trailer and I'm like, this this is a Mario game. This is going to be a story driven in a way that is going to appeal to me. It's a time loop. Um, you know, it's about a you know husband and wife. Um, so let's see what what this can bring and of course uh you know it's been a long time this person's been working on this game for a very very long time uh spanish creator which is awesome um hell yeah so when i Louise, right what was that louise i think yeah louise i think yeah uh, antonio louise antonio. yeah louise antonio yeah so when it finally popped which it popped in the mid midday um from when, when i was able to play it it like came out at like 11 o'clock in the afternoon and from 11 till about four i did not stop playing um i played it all through <laughs> in one major sitting going through the loops going over and over again busting my my head of like what am i doing wrong what am i doing right you know doing things in different ways that i you know wasn't expecting and through clunky controls because playing it on an actual controller was really rough to uh, to be totally it's honest. rough yeah it's very rough however the, the experience of doing something and getting just that little nugget of additional information that propelled me to go forward and to lead me to the next direction that i was going to do in the next loop definitely i found very rewarding all the way up until to the very end and then once i got to the final climax and got the final story uh you know I I can definitely see where a lot of people are like scratching their heads and 
very curious about it, but it definitely reminded me of someone who loves films. And this game is heavily inspired by movies all the way from the literal, there's a carpet that you can tell exactly what they're yeah. referencing right away. And then yeah. uh, I just learned there's a poster in the house that is referencing another movie. So there's, oh. so there's, there's a movie that I love personally in my heart. It is a Korean film. That's as far as I'll say what it is. That is very similar to this movie. So that's to this video game. And that's why I actually just took it sort of like as a reference to that. And so therefore I just sort of accept it as the piece. And I enjoyed myself. I personally thought that the game accomplished what it needed to do. Um, telling this very complex and pretty far fetched story um, by doing very interesting puzzles um, that to me, I also understand why people can get pretty frustrated with the limited controls and the seemingly unlimited options when there really is majorly one solution for something. Uh, I right. still thought that my time with it was a blast. What, what about you? So I tweeted this out after we posted our spoiler cast <laughs> is that 12 minutes is it frustrated me, <laughs> but not in the sense of like playing the game. I think the game itself, and this we use the word masterwork in our review, and I completely stand by that in a gameplay and the way the time loop operates. Um, the way all the way all the cogs fit together within the time loop, all like in unison, like singing the same tune, fucking awesome. And yeah, like you were saying, the little hints are so rewarding that just like openness to discovery and like trying out different things until you figure out what is the actual solution so rewarding um i'm typically like i'm i'm very dumb a lot of people know this about me fun fact um typically i'm very bad at these kind of games and like i do like lefster asked like did any like have we gotten stuck in any moments um i did have to use a guide for like the very end to get like because like an achievement popped and i was like oh is this it like do does this game have credits um so i double checked that and yes there are credits to this game um where I found it frustrating is that I enjoyed my time. I enjoyed the journey so fucking much. And then the twist happens and it left such a bad taste in my mouth. And again, I don't want to spoil anything, but the fact that boyfriend dungeon got so much shit the past couple of weeks yeah. and this did not at all. I don't understand this. I'm not going to say I don't want to spoil anything because it's such like a delicate thing. I know like this is a game, including myself. I've been looking forward to this game since fucking Louis Louise was playing it on Greg's couch six years ago. Yeah. Um. So I don't want to say anything, but like this game requires a content warning <laughs> for multiple things. It does. It 100% does. Um, yeah. The, the obviously for the big twist thing, which in my opinion, I think is like the thing is unnecessary. Like I'll say like to say loosely the connection I think is unnecessary and could have been avoided. Sure. And could have still have provided the same sort of outcome. Um, And I think it was very much in place just as like a cheap shock value kind of thing. And it just kind of like for how smart the fucking game is throughout the however six hour experience or whatever to get to that point. It's like, oh, really? We're doing this in 2021. We're doing this. Um, yeah, that I found disappointing. Um, also, and this isn't really a spoiler. This is something they've shown in trailers. Oh, well, I guess it is a spoiler. Never mind. <laughs> that fucking whatever. Um, I just lost my train of thought. 
Well, but yeah, I don't know. Like overall, I think like I'm sounding really down on it. I enjoyed my journey with it so fucking much. The destination has its issues for me, but I love the game. Like I think it's great. I, I would still recommend it to people. It's such yeah. a fucking ride, especially after our conversation today. Like Austin, like shared his interpretation of it which could be like the common interpretation of it but like the way he explained it to us i was like oh this makes a lot of sense and i yeah this is a very smart narrative like a very smartly built narrative i just wish that one thing like wasn't here of course i i i definitely i like i said i definitely understand that aspect of it i will say uh, as, as someone who like i said is comparing it to another piece of media this is probably the more tamed version <laughs> of sure i agree i agree uh what happens but ultimately the way that you might depending on how you take the ending especially the, the actual ending that you get um that rolls credits uh to me is ultimately the undoing of certain things and i th- yes and i think that in itself is definitely the narrative that they're trying to tell, like of someone trapped in this thing, but going down dark and going down, down dark paths. But yeah, I, uh, 100%, I, I totally understand that. I do think, I think, yeah, go ahead. Mostly just real quick. Sorry. Um, I think I would be okay. Cause yeah, other media has tackled that before. Yes. Like, and it's whatever. Um, I think it's just not earned completely. And it like, it just could have been avoided. Sure. Like, I, I don't think it really added anything except a cheap shock, you know? I think that's my biggest issue with it. Like, they just toss it in to toss it in. Yeah. And, you know, with the games now, especially in 2021, as we're trying to grow as a medium, is a very delicate fucking place. And to do something like that takes a lot of fucking balls. Yeah. I will say, in terms of your, your saying about there should be a content warning, I do agree because... You can do some things in here that are pretty egregious. Um, you as the character are doing things as well as yeah. other characters doing to things to other people. And those, I think, are going to be more rough than I would say experiencing the end twist. Personally, is that you can lead to yeah, these things I mean, by accident and things are pretty rough there. Um, you know, granted, every play games and there's, you know, there's always fail states when, you know, your character dies. Right. Like, like if you fall in Mario, you know, that happens. And that's fine. But when it happens to other characters, seemingly innocent people, too, um, it can be rough. <laughs> and the perpetration of things that you do in this to progress the story in a certain aspect as well, I think, is pretty tough. Yeah. And this was shown off in trailer. So I'm not, I'll say this at least like yeah. seeing a seemingly, assumingly innocent woman getting really fucking beat the shit over and over and over again. Not super great. <laughs> not not super great, especially with other information and context that you get in the game. Yes. The knowing that thank you for thank you for putting it that way. <laughs> no knowing that makes it worse. And yes. So yeah, one hundred percent I I agree in those aspects. And I the other I'll this isn't really a spoiler, but like I, I was playing last night with like Kelsey and our roommate Ariana were watching. Um and I was just like fucking around it was like early on and i grabbed the knife because i knew i had to grab a knife or something or like at yes. that point i thought like oh maybe i could stab the cop mm-hmm. um they just say like oh can you stab the wife like can you hurt her and i tried just for the hell of it at first no but then i tried again for the hell of it you could straight up like brutally fucking murder your wife really and it's pretty fucking rough Holy shit. I didn't and like, I only try cause I, I like, 
I did not expect them to let me do that. Yeah. Um, especially with the context that is added on afterwards. Yes. Yes. Um, and what's bewildering is that the game doesn't let you do many things like, yeah. Like I try, I don't know. Like, for example, like I tried opening a window, like, and he just shrugs. Mm -hmm. I tried like putting the knife to the poster shrug, like not not even like dialogue or anything, but like, Mm -hmm. You couldn't put a piece of dialogue in there. Like if somebody tries to kill their wife, be like, oh, I shouldn't there, do this. You know, it's funny you say <laughs> that. I think I attempted this once, but I only attempted it after doing a certain action that was already egregious. And the character says, like, well, I've already gone this far. I don't think I can go any further. And so without telling you, obviously, what it is. But right. I didn't know that that was even a possibility uh, under other yeah. circumstances. So. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and it's not like you you stab the wife and it's like fucking stone, you know, like cold face killer or whatever. He like the character reacts appropriately, like yeah. break it down, crying like, oh, it's just a loop. It'll reset. It will reset. It's OK. But still, like seeing it and like her reaction and stuff. And I guess like this is a OK spot to say, like, kudos to James McAvoy, <laughs> Willem Dafoe and Daisy Ridley. They yeah. did great, uh, <laughs> especially in this fucking scene. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I'm harping on, like, a lot of negative stuff, but it's just because the negative stuff, like, fucking stands out so much. No, of course. Um, But I do think this game is great. Like, I very much enjoyed my time with it. But I will say, like, overall, like, after anticipating it for so long, I am a bit disappointed. Sure. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Fucking wild. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The two games that I thought I was going to buy a vinyl for, I thought 12 minutes would be one. Honestly, I'm more into the boyfriend camp. I'm into oh, Boyfriend Dungeon. Yeah. I want that. I, have you listened to the, uh, there's an item in Boyfriend Dungeon. I think it's just headphones. You could, li- there's so, an alternate soundtrack. So yeah, I was, I didn't know if it was working or not. Cause I could have swore I was hearing the same songs, but yeah. Oh, and I didn't try it. Yeah. I, I, I tried that. And honestly, I thought I was hearing the same beats, but it's possible that it changes. I'm not sure, but it does say that I was hoping for it. But either way, uh, as someone who was because re- I when I was doing the the video review and I was researching the music of how does how many tracks and there's like a lot of tracks so there's a there could be a hefty two parter two parter uh, disc set right there so hey dude Kit Fox get on it please 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 Papa Gentle let me know please yeah yeah uh, I just got um, speaking of music now um, I just got my uh, Big Mud uh, seven inch from Devolver ah, do you know about Big Mud no I don't know about Big Mud. Uh, Big Mud is a fictional rapper in Sludge Life. He has oh, two hot yeah. singles. Uh, highly recommend listening. That is that is that is great. <laughs> it is very good. <laughs> I also have uh, the Enter the Gungeon box set on the way from them nice. at some point. I, that just clicked in my mind. Yeah, I'm all, um, I still got to get that uh, the Weight Break Weezer uh, seven inch or something. Oh, I ordered that also. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. That. Still got I'm yet. still waiting on fucking Scott Pilgrim from Limited Run. <laughs> yeah, which is going to my old apartment at this point. <laughs> Because I can't change the goddamn address. Damn it. <laughs> but we all know what we do need. Speaking of Devolver, is that Death's Door. Oh, my God. Yes, please. On press. Come on, please. Yeah. It has to happen. Yeah. That was the, yeah, the out of the three uh, indies. That was the other third one I played. Man, that's so good. So good. We started talking about Death's Door on the podcast already. But we'll, yeah, talk, talk about Death's Door a little bit. It's for me personally, still like weeks out, like removed from it. I still haven't 100% it yet. So I, d- I don't have the true ending. Yeah. Which I, I might go back to um i'm debating as if i want to do that (laughs) i'm debating (laughs) supposedly it's supposedly it's very much worth it i even if i i might just like use a guide and just like run through it of course um still my game of the year like easily 
It's phenomenal. It really is. Uh, the actual character designs, the world, the oh. music, uh, the different uh, weapons that you find as well can be fun, especially the umbrella is really stupid, but I love, <laughs> love carrying it with me. Um, yeah, no, 100%. And that soundtrack is still feeding my mind. It almost gives me like uh, Gary Jewell vibes of like the Donnie Darko soundtrack. Yeah, dude. And so yeah. that, that's why I was just very much like, yeah, this is keeping me going. <laughs> Just like some of the most intricate piano work I've heard in an indie game score in a very long time. Yeah. Very melodic. It's very fucking beautiful. phenomenal. Also, Passive Controller, thank you for the raid. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah, I it's so good. Um I guess I, I would like to just shout out another game I was playing for review. Um, unfortunately, the embargo dropped the same day as 12 minutes. So I was like, <laughs> I I don't want this to get overshadowed. Mm-hmm. It's okay, I could wait on this. Um, I've been playing a horror game. Are you a horror game fan? Uh, I'm getting there. Boy? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Resident okay. Evil Resident Evil cracked the door for me, so now I'm like slowly like more exploratory than any anything. Like I'm starting over to Dead Space and I'm going to try to get into Evil Within, but I I am definitely checking more obviously the indie space as well. Um but wanting to get into those PlayStation class. If you see this this PlayStation Underground like uh indie games that are these haunted oh, yeah. discs, I really want to get into oh, that. Yeah. Somebody told me about that recently. I was like, cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> one of them was shown off during one of the, I think it was during Gorilla Collective. Yeah. I that think was, so. That's a part of one of the undergrad. I forgot what it was called, but goddamn, I want it so bad. Yeah. Um, you can skip evil within if I'm being totally honest, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Um, I've been playing a bit of you only, uh, Mario, this is going to require a second screen experience All right. and chat. If you want to follow along with the class, look up a trailer for you only. That's why you O-N-I. Yoni is one of these first person horror, like no combat horror games where something's just chasing you and you have to sneak around and all that kind of stuff. Similar to something like Outlast. Okay. Well, I'm watching it now and uh, already (laughs) spooky. So already spooky. Yes. So you play as a little, uh, it's a Japanese horror game. You play as a fifth grade student who is going to you and your friends go into this abandoned building where you hear about this legend of a child who died, like the spirit who wants to play this game. You which you is you are like a kid hides a doll and you have to get the doll, bring it back to a place and burn the doll without the boy catching you. So it's like a, a fucked up hide and seek. Gotcha. Interesting. So you being a horror game, as a fifth grader, you get trapped in this abandoned school place, and the spirit of the boy is like, hey, let's play Uoni. And you're like, fuck you, but okay, I guess. Um, so what you're doing is very much sneaking around this school, um, and you're trying to find this doll to burn and win Uoni. In your journey of trying to find this doll, there are these fucking I think super rad looking static creatures. Yeah. Like they're like sort of like transparent, like shadow men fucking dope looking. I love this aesthetic and it's something I've never really seen in a horror game. Fucking rad. So you have to go around. I think they, I think their shtick is that they hear very well. So there is a mechanic of you can cover your mouth and hold your breath and try to like sneak around them and they won't be able to detect you. If you're too loud, they'll run at you. They'll knock you out for a second and then they'll call like a bigger, scarier static man to knock you the fuck out. (laughs) Um, 
big static man can see and hear you, I believe. And you can, and the little boy can see you, I think. It's, there's a lot of seeing and hearing rules bending all over the place. Little boy can either hear really well or see really well, but you can utilize lockers similar to Outlast to kind of hide and wait for shit to cool down. What is that? Um, I just saw an eyeball thing. What the? So, hell? yeah, we'll talk about eyeball man now. Uh, there's also, <laughs> once you get the doll, uh, full disclosure, I have only played the first chapter of this game, and I'll, I'm about to explain why I've only played the first chapter of this game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> once you get the doll, uh, this big eyeball shadow creature with like severed arms yeah. starts chasing you with like kind of if I'm being honest pretty bad uh, animations and whatnot but hey indie games um, and he's yelling at you in Japanese and it's it's sort of your uh, obviously because it's a Japanese game um, he's kind of take he, it's it's like a manifestation of like the fifth graders grandfather who like oh god the fifth grader like I, I guess like the grandfather was sick and he was staying at the fifth grader's house and the fifth grader thought like he was a burden to the house and he was a pain he has to take care of all this kind of stuff. Like she just wished he was dead, all that kind of shit. Very like dark fucked up things. Yeah. So the eyeball creature is a manifestation of that. So he's yelling at you as the grandfather, <laughs> as he's chasing you. Once you have the doll and this motherfucker chasing you, you have to make it all the way back to the beginning of the level, to the beginning of the chapter with the doll. While, this motherfucker chasing while avoiding the shadow men. Jesus. And when I was doing it, it's all in one checkpoint. Oh, so you have to just fucking nail it. And no matter Mario, no matter how many fucking times I tried, no matter how many lockers I hit in. Yeah. No matter what did not work. <laughs> if you hide in a locker and wait for him to go like fucking eyeball man to go away for a little bit. He just he's on your ass again. Then like these pitfalls start opening up. So like the little boy like hugs you and traps you. So eyeball man catches you and you just start right from the fucking beginning again. And my God, it was the most infuriating <laughs> fucking thing in my life. I hated it so much in chapter and one. nothing <laughs> in chapter one and nothing like fucking ruined my taste more for a game. I was well, granted, we just talked about 12 minutes, but <laughs> for a game that I really fucking dug. And man, it just infuriated me so much. And then uh, when the game launched on Friday, I guess I jumped back into it for the hell of it just to give it another shot. There was an update. And then all of a sudden I was like in the middle of the chapter. I was like, oh, OK, OK, let me just fucking jet to the beginning. I did it my first try. Um, and I was like, cool, maybe I can finally move on and like <laughs> actually beat this game. Brad, um, chapter two is essentially the same thing. <laughs> and there's five chapters. <laughs> Except chapter two, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm in the beginning of the chapter. Don't know what door uh, to go in because they're all fucking locked and I can't find a key or anything. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm done with you, Oni. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate the style. I appreciate the look. I appreciate the vibe. I think presentation wise, it's fucking rad. Um, It is kind of also like the narrative is sort of presented in a um, sort of like a visual novel way where it's just like a fucking screen like of just text which like typically i'm not like too big on but it felt very like keen to like the genre and like especially like old school japanese horror so like it made sense that it was like kind of just like reflecting a story being told like out of a book um but man the gameplay itself is not it's very infuriating and i just i had to let it go that's 
that's funny. So I'm because I've been watching obviously the trailer the entire time and hearing you describe it. It very much yes. reminds me of that multiplayer game that came out a couple years ago that I've seen. I've watched What's Good gameplay quite a bit. It's basically you go into this haunted house. There's these dolls uh, throughout the house that you're supposed to burn, and there's a a child that is possessed in the house that goes after you. Wow. And actually, if she catches you, you turn into a small doll. And the only way... Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, can't fucking I, think I don't it, remember the name of the game, but I remember it basically... Well, it looked, it looked fun as a multiplayer experience, but this yeah. looks like the single-player version of that, except cranked all the way up and with a yeah. narrative. <laughs> so... This looks terrifying. Yeah. Like it, the vibe is there. Yeah. I just wish like there was like a bit of tightening up for that, like that last gameplay element, like that last third. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause yeah, like even aesthetically you can see in the trailer, I love like the utilization of like vibrant blood reds, like throughout like the actual hallways and just like, it's very much shades of like red and black just blended together. And those static creatures are so fucking cool. Like there yeah. has, there's a lot of good ideas just the execution as a game is not great. If this was like a fucking anime short, oh fuck yeah, count me in. This would be <laughs> sick as like an anime. Yeah. Let's fucking go. But actually playing the goddamn thing is infuriating. <laughs> and maybe very stressful. Maybe very stressed. No. That, um this would be a no for me. Um, but maybe if yeah. I convince if Frank is still in the chat, Frank, this looks like a game for you. You probably enjoy this, you sick bastard. <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead and enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, what I do appreciate is that there are indies uh, still like very much pumping out horror. Um, mm-hmm. I think we saw a lot yeah. of that during E three also with um, uh, fuck the the burger joint place. <laughs> I oh forgot yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I forgot the name of it, yeah. but there's that. There's Faith, which is like the Satanic Panic like pixel art game, like eighties inspired pixel art game, which looks fucking rad. Mm-hmm. There is that haunted demo disc that you were talking about. Um, whatever that game was called, it's very like Silent Hill. Yeah, I think it's um, on itch. Inspired. Right you can get it for free on. I itch. think it's on itch. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of cool stuff happening, and like that's keeping horror alive. Which obviously horror, just across all media, is one of my favorite genres, if not my favorite genre of things to consume. So. Yes. Weirdly yeah. enough, it's my favorite thing to consume as a film. But when it comes to actual interaction, it gets me. It gets me t- absolutely tense and terrified. But I've been. I think s- that's why I love about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm guess, a sick fuck. <laughs> I guess that's it, it, the only game that like keeps bringing me back to it is uh, Dead by Daylight, and I keep thinking about that game because I still pretty much love playing that. Um, but yeah, I have uh, a love hate relationship with Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I always, they always fucking get me when a new, like a fucking licensed character drops. Yeah. Like I'm surprised I haven't played since Nemesis dropped. Yeah, yeah. Now that, I now fucking that love Pinhead. Resi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were there any Pinhead also? Yeah, Pinheads in the game too as well. Fuck. See now I'm probably gonna die. Yeah, and uh, actually they just oh. added. I saw this on TikTok. They added. Um, there's a YouTube channel called uh, Crypt TV or something like that. There's a character called the Luxy. I watch a lot of this guy named uh, James Janice. He has a show called uh, Dead Meat. And that's how I discovered it. And it's called the, there was a YouTube channel called Crypt TV and it was a character called the Luxy, and he's now in the game too. <laughs> so, Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. So yeah. Like <laughs> shout out to fee, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fee tried like multiple times, like yes. throughout our relationship have, has tried to get me into dead by daylight and like make a consistent thing so much so that last October we're like, all right, every Friday let's fucking boot up dead by daylight. Um, yeah, that thing cannot get its hooks in me, pun intended. 
Like, I just don't understand the intricacies of that gameplay loop. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I just run around as a killer with my head cut off, like just hitting buttons no, and hoping course. something cool happens. No, for sure. It does definitely give me that sensation of pretending to be Billy Loomis from Scream when I get to play as Ghostface, though. And I can just yeah. say all the stupid one-liners from the movie. I uh, currently, I probably started a couple of weeks ago. I started rewatching the Scream movies. Man, I can't wait for five. Oh, man. I'm starting the campaign here. Give me on uh, in review with Scream. All right. They let do Chris it. Anka Tim on Tim Gettys, it. you fucking hack. Fucking hack. Do it. You let Chris Anka on. He just says he wanted to. I want to be on the show. Come on. I love these movies. I simp for six screen movies. Let me know. Can't wait to the fourth one too. The fourth one's great. I've never seen the fourth one. Oh my God. You should watch the fourth one. I know. Like, so we, we, we watched one through three. We're on four, four is fucking. They added one through three to max four is not on max. Yeah. What the fuck? Come on. Yeah. It's annoying. I had had to buy it separately (laughs) in order to watch it. That fucking 4k anniversary one coming out. Oh, steel book already, already, already pre-ordered. Very much excited for that. Yeah. I gotta get on that. <laughs> um. Well, I think we get things there. Yeah, I think it's a good. <laughs> we'll end on Ghostface and Billy and Billy Loomis. <laughs> uh, I also, I I've always had uh for some reason like because I haven't watched it like before this I haven't watched it in fucking I don't know how long fifteen fucking years. Yeah. Um. I've always thought Scream Three was my favorite. Scream Three is pretty bad. Three, Scream Three is really bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. I, think- I don't know why I always thought like oh yeah it's my favorite of the trilogy. One is the only like good one. One is absolutely the best in the th- first three, one hundred percent. The first three yeah. and two, I think, is a solid sequel. But three, yes. leading up to to Please. the end, that the twist, I'm like, I'm okay with the twist, but leading up to it and the voice changer makes no goddamn sense. Nope, no, none whatsoever. Fucking ridiculous. No, but uh, four, four to me brings it back. Four was like it was on to something, and that's what I feel like. That's what uh, Wes Craven was doing. Like he was finally on to something. Leading up to those movies, so yeah. Did Wes do four? Yeah. Was he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. The only one he hasn't done is five. Rest in peace. But five is, of course, rest in peace. Yes, five is fucking uh, uh, ready or not directors. Ooh, even better. Very excited for that. Yeah, my ready fear, and this is this sucks because whenever there's a new screen movie, I get extremely tense because I don't want my favorite characters to die. And now there's another sure. one of those out there, and I'm terrified. I'm absolutely like. This is going to be it. This is going to be the one time that Doofy doesn't make it. <laughs> I say Doofy as in I'm confusing his character with scary, scary movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. Dewey. Dewey. Yes. Uh, anyways, that's indie games. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch the screen movies. Halloween's Go right around the, the corner. Movies. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening, for hanging out in chat. I appreciate you all greatly. Uh, just a reminder, check out that pin suite at six one indie on Twitter, uh, fill out that community survey. Let us know what you just your feedback and your thoughts on year one of six one indie. You know, this first year was very much us figuring out things and, uh, we're excited or, uh, I mean, personally, I'm excited to show you what I have, uh, up my sleeve for year two. Um, pending if I have time with a full-time job again, uh, <laughs> Anyways, uh, Mario, where can folks find you? 
Well, uh, if you do want to hear me talk more about indie games or hear my review of Boyfriend Dungeon, you can find that actually at youtube.com slash point in progress. Uh, I'm also doing another separate video for 12 minutes. So if you want to hear my full uh, thoughts there, including a little bit of a spoiler cast uh, to the end of that video, definitely check, stay tuned to that website or say to the, to the channel. Also, uh, youtube.com slash that Rivera, where I do my own show called Halo Forever, where I am inviting guests <laughs> over and we're playing through every level of Halo up until the release of Halo Infinite, but since now that doesn't have co-op at launch, it does not matter. <laughs> Ridiculous, right? How fucking crazy is that? I know. I I give it. We're still in the pandemic. It's fine. They, sure. they already it's said fine. that it's coming in after three months of the first season. Still, for my show purposes, it's not ideal, but we'll get there. <laughs> Halo's campaign is not coming out this year. Goodbye. I love you. Oh, no. <laughs> Also, real quick before we actually sign off, I didn't talk about Splitgate. Splitgate fucking rules. We'll talk about that next episode. Sure, Splitgate's great. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.